This episode presented by Carolina Sports Studio. It's football season and all is right in the world. Welcome to the next chapter of Behind the Beard WNC. This is a podcast, in case you haven't listened to us before, where our four friends get together and banter about various topics that entertain us because the format of this is to entertain ourselves. And if you're entertained too, that's great, but not necessary. So that's kind of where we are with it. Most of the time you'll hear us talking a lot about high school athletics. Certainly football this time of year is the big thing. But it could go off the rails at any time and go down any path that, uh, that we choose. So a uh, great weekend, gentlemen, uh, of football. But before I get into that a little bit, I don't know if you've been picking up, those of you listening at, at, at home, uh, every episode that we've done so far, we've had a challenge where randomly we're pulling out of a hat a phrase or a word or something, and we have to integrate that into Whatever we're saying, yeah, make it seem kind of flawless that we're doing that. And it's been kind of fun, but I thought we'd take it up a notch and see if you guys can kind of figure out, A, what it, what the phrases are, and B, maybe what the theme is of it. So if you want to go back and listen to that stuff prior to and see who you can pick out power to you. No, you're no. wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> so, so that's what we're going to be doing uh, today. So see if you can figure out or pick out the theme of the... Once again, I'm not quite sure what that means. So. <laughs> it's pretty clear. You just go back and you, you you listen, and if you can figure out who said what and the theme, then, then that's what we're doing. Well, so. Since we're clearing up things, Pat, Yes. I really want to talk about last week, because some of the viewers are a little, you know, uh, little misguided. Confused. When it comes to my pick last week. They were. I, I was uh, solicited several times. And all I want to say... Wait, wait. You oh, were solicited? Well, not solicited. I didn't solicited realize you did that, that kind of work, Pat. No, no, Was that the Bojangles parking lot? I mean, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Several people had approached me inquiring as to your pick of North Buncombe beating A.C. Reynolds. And was that really true? For those people... And how inebriated were you? I got that twice. <laughs> for those people, all I want to say is the devil. It's the devil. I was definitely picking Reynolds to win, but, I mean, we have this thing called a spread, guys. It's on the sheet, and it's in the podcast, guys. I was picking Reynolds to not cover the spread in that pick, right? Right. So, uh, now you still caught an L, but Lewis was not thinking that North Buncombe was going to... Oh, you might have been. <laughs> were you thinking that they were going to go in there and they were going to, Reynolds was going to come into town and North Buncombe was going to? 100% okay. Reynolds was going to win that game. Okay. Well, did I foresee North Buncombe giving up 90 points in two weeks? No. 40 <laughs> is a lot of points. 50. 50. I know. So we gave him 40. We gave, you know, we I was created... on the fence. I was thinking maybe North Buncombe covers. They run the ball, they slow the clock down. Correct. And they, guys, 40 points they is did a lot. Not, they did not do any of that. No, no, they didn't. How bad are you? You can't score any points. Well, I can tell you that it was, it was incredibly fun near the end of the game. And not just because I'm a Reynolds fan and how how awesome it was to see Reynolds really do well out there on the field. That, that of course, was enjoyable, certainly for me. But um, the beautiful part was that um, I think it was right after Reynolds got the spread covered, 
a parent literally on the other side of the bleachers stood up and yelled at me. He said, Mr. Pole, call Lewis up and get him on the phone. We got to tell him all about this. And then literally four or five other people in the stands all started grumbling about it, bringing it up. And then a student, it was Brandon Case over there at the school, turns around and he goes, Mr. Pole, take a look at this. And he holds up that sign that says L. Lewis. And I mean, the fans lost it. That is awesome. Please check Facebook and Instagram to see the picture of the sign. (laughs) You you don't want to miss it. Pat, who's doing the announcing now? Who's doing the announcing? Yeah, over there. At the the game? What do you mean? Yeah, who's doing the announcing at the games now? You're talking about it at Reynolds? At Reynolds, yeah. For the live stream or for the PA? For the PA. That's Rusty. I wish you would have called me and patched me into Rusty's feed. They well, were no, at, we were at North Buncombe. It was at North Buncombe. That shows oh, how much Lewis knows about the environment, the home versus away spreads. But it was it was so hilarious when, when Brandon Case ha- held that sign up. And but, I mean, the, the crowd, they were aware of it. They knew what it meant and whatnot. And sure. It was fantastic. Well, that's, so that's what's opened up a can of wolf ass feels like. <laughs> I mean, it's just safe to say. <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh, that's awesome! So let's talk about the kick, the uh, picks, guys. Let's kick some names and take some ass. So Pat, this week did not do so great. Pat, you went five and three. You're now twenty eight and fourteen overall. You lost the lead, but I'm tied. I think for the lead. Are you? Am I? Am I not? Carson went seven and one. I think he's now twenty nine and thirteen. One game ahead of. Him. Oh, he is agony. Lewis. Not a good week. Four and four. four. Not a good week. 26 and 16. <laughs> not a good week. That's just self-reflection. Well, it's, there's something wrong with your medulla oblongata. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's definitely. Yeah, definitely. Me, the best game of the picking season. I went seven and one. I'm now 26 and 16 overall. I'm tied with Lewis for third. So, that was pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, I think that... There's, uh, I would like to give a shout out to Mike. Mike's really turned it on. You know, he started, he didn't start his first two weeks where he wanted to, but um, Mike is absolutely becoming a threat to, you know, all of us now. So, I'm going to catch you guys. Who's who's leading? Carson. Carson, yeah. And as everyone knows, Carson constantly reminds us he knows nothing about football. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I told you guys. It's two, such a shame. Such two a weeks shame ago. Here. Two but his weeks brother ago, Landon does. No, two weeks ago, I told you guys that I know everything about football now. No, no, no. So there's yeah. no more. You know nothing. I know more about football than Pat's ever forgotten. Does it, anybody know who else he said that about? If it wasn't for Todd and Landon, you would be doing so bad. Man. You know what Brendan came up to me Shout this to weekend? When we were talking about the podcast, and um, he was fired up about the podcast, of course, at a specific individual at the table that would go unnamed. But um, <laughs> he pointed out, he said, how many years of football did, did Lewis play? I said, I don't, I don't know that Lewis actually did play football. Maybe he did. And he goes, what, what about Mike? I said, well, I think you and I both know that Mike didn't, didn't play football, so to speak. I he may have been on the football. football field, but he may not have been a football player. Ugh. And then Carson apparently played for the Youth League Rockets. Youth League. And I'm the only one that played high school and college football. So my That's opinion true. is the one that matters, and the rest of you are really irrelevant. So. Okay. All right. We can go with that. <laughs> so I will share, guys. Normally we start this podcast about five thirty. Tonight we're starting about eight o'clock. Uh, 
Guess who was late, everybody? Mm, it was Patrick. me because I had another commitment, and I keep my commitments, Mike. All right, so Pat was late. Guys, wrong answers only. Why was Pat late tonight? Can I go first? Yeah, yeah please. Mm-hmm. I know why he was actually late. He was down at the Bojangles parking lot. No. He was getting his back waxed. I was going to say Brazilian wax, but yes, very close. Negative. Uh, what else? Let's see. He was... Uh, hold on, hold on. Entertaining customers? Oh, uh, my boss was in the car. This oh, is all, that's this his is favorite. My boss was in the car. Yeah. I think he made the Reynolds coaching staff dinner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was mowing the lawn? No, that does need to be done, though. I need to yell at Brendan. All right. Okay. Well, at least we're starting. Brendan's a good kid. Well, Captain Insano shows no mercy, and that would fall <laughs> true for you. All right. So let's just, uh, we have the soapbox segment. Let's just talk about a few things here that, that just kind of get under my skin this week. So I will start by saying I went to the Asheville School Metrolina game on Friday. The game was at Asheville School. Beautiful facilities. You've never been to Asheville School? It's beautiful over there. They have no visitor seating. Not like they don't have much. They don't have any. They brought in two sets of bleachers that were three high. Three high. Wow. Did they travel? Metrolina had a good amount of fans. That Most of them either sat in lawn chairs or sat on the home side. I was on the home side. In the corner. Three rows. Three. You can't even see over the players with three rows. They're six feet tall. Right. Wow. Come on. Give me a break. Number two, this is the second game in a row I've been to. There's no play clock. You can't tell me private schools can't afford a play clock. Like you don't have it in the end zone like all we all of us do? That is correct. Hmm. Well, maybe they do math better at the private school, Mike, and well, they're sitting there doing the math and the calculus in their head. Well, they have the official, and when it gets to a certain point, he puts his arm in the air. But give me a clock. What are we doing? You can't afford a play clock? I would think they could. I would think so, too. So the next thing I want to talk about is on-ramps. Guys, you guys have all been on on-ramps as you get on the interstate? Yes. I kind of see them as runways for planes. <laughs> That's the point where you speed up and prepare for takeoff onto the interstate. Agreed. I literally got on the interstate this morning at 27 miles an hour. The guy I mean, in front of me may have been asleep in his car. <laughs> probably was. A, probably a Tesla driver. <laughs> it's 6 o'clock. We're running 27 miles an hour. I'm like, we're going to get killed when we merge onto the interstate. I do think it's more dangerous to go at that speed. Absolutely. <laughs> to go. Yes. yes. We need to be at least be at 55. At least be at 55. The on-ramp to exit 55, as you guys all know, is nice, long, and straight. So how long did it take you to pass him once you got on the interstate? I mean, I was already in the left lane before he <laughs> merged onto the right lane. Agony. I deal with it all day. All day, every day, that's all I do is drive and deal with the uh, moronic, literal dumbassery I see on the uh, interstate highway system in America. But Pat's Pat's never seen the interstate at 630. No. No, he's still asleep at that point. But if you I drive a Tesla, so... If the the exit ramp says 35 miles an hour, don't you feel like Pat's really going 35 miles an hour? Absolutely. Pat is 100% a rule follower. Yes, I am. Yeah. There's how many nothing speeding, wrong with that. How many speeding tickets do you have? I received one speeding ticket in Warren County, Indiana, February 15th of 1989. Other than that, I've never had a <laughs> Of course, it wasn't ticket. even born. That's no, true. That no. was, I was three years old. Oh. I don't even think I was a twinkle in my parents' eye at that point. I was, do, I was doing 73 and a 55 on my way to Chicago. <laughs> I once got a ticket the for 88 City. and a 55. Oh. And then, so lastly, guys, 
When you go to the doctor, don't you think it's kind of like a time to be honest with your doctor? Can I tell him what's going on? Absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> How do you feel about a guy who hides what he eats and what he drinks all week so his labs look better than they should have looked? All I can say about that is agony. 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 Agreed. Come on. Be honest with your doctor. If you drink all week, drink all week. Give me a break. So that's all I got for the soapbox this week. Add seating. Get your get your play clock going, and, and don't lie to your doctor. Right. Well, but hey, listen. Right. Listen. If you don't have a play clock, you can't worry about an old guy screwing it up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Or another old guy wanting to take his place. Oh. oh. Hey, that that old guy's in command. Uh, he is. He's a real general. <laughs> That's fantastic right there. <laughs> I don't care if you are. That's fantastic. Oh, boy. So let's take a minute and talk about week five, guys. We had uh, a couple close games, most of them pretty lopsided. We're going to start with the drawn Owen game. Owen one and four. Drawn 38. Owen nothing. We all got this one correct. Probably should have gave Lewis a little bit of a spread here, but uh, yeah, that's the so, one game we didn't do a spread. We really should have. So tell us what happened out there at Drawn. Uh, just some real athletes, like we talked about last week. Uh, a couple track stars, really good quarterback number one there. Uh, it was a tough game right from the beginning. They stopped us on the our first drive, and then two plays later, they're in the end zone. Uh, it, it tough game. I mean, we knew it going into it. We knew it was going to be a tough game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that was how the whole night rolled. But Drawn the defending conference champion. You know, unlike North Buncombe, we did not hit a running clock. And the other one, when you were doing the uh, updates of that, Lewis, it seemed like, though, they got that touchdown earlier, but then it was like a, a kind of a lull. Was it kind of a back and forth there a little bit, or what happened? It was a little bit back and forth, uh, <laughs> a turnover on defense, and uh, they were driving. We, we turned them over. Uh, but then, you know, we were quickly stopped. I mean, they, they, they held us in check on offense all night. I mean, so yeah, there was a little bit of a lull, and then and they they picked it right back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah. So the next game we're talking about, we all got this one right as well. This was the my forty game of the week on my forty. Uh, Smoky Mountain came. They're now one and four. They lost to five and O Pisgah, sixteen to seven. A little closer game than I expected. You know, we talked about Pisgah being one of the top teams around, not able to take care of Smoky Mountain. Yeah, I, I really thought Pisca was going to go in, the, you know, maybe maybe running clock in that game. This was one of those. I don't think we had a spread on this one, and this we one, did not. I was as we, I was, you know, typing the sheet up and everything. I thought that we should have had a um, a large spread on this game, just by you know, with all the buzz that Pisca's had and whatnot, um, and based off of this score, with any spread that we would have had, you know, Smoky Mountain would have absolutely covered. Absolutely. Much closer game than I I watched the end of it when I got home, and it was, uh, it was a good one. So next up we have West Henderson, North Henderson. There were some folks saying this was going to be a pretty good game, but uh, we gave North Henderson 21.5 points, and West Henderson covered. West Henderson now 5-0, 55-16. Carson and Mike got this one right. Pat and Lewis bombed it. Carson, what did what what did you see in West that you thought would they they cover? I just know that the athletes they've they've got I think are um, 
it's just hard to compete with them, even with the numbers that North has. I think North's going to have one of the best football years they've had in a while with, I think, 27, 28 seniors that we've discussed often. What's up, Lewis? You got anything? I hope they enjoy it because after this year, it's going to be real tough for them. North Henderson? Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, every so year, really. I, it's, yeah, so they're, they're going to come back to reality, but I just knew that West Henderson, they're, they've got too many, too many athletes. Uh, I think Truett had another all-everything game. I think Jude Lida, one of their dual quarterbacks, I think he ended up with four um, four total touchdowns. And so um, – Yeah, I, so that, that quarterback's playing pretty well. Yeah, he, but, he's playing not bad. And I, I did read something. I think we'd mentioned that – um, he wasn't the you know the tallest quarterback in the in the. He's like Lewis's height. Yes, very 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 vertically challenged. And I think he had. <laughs> I, think, nice. I think he had. Uh, he has more hair than Lewis. His, of his, I think he might have had two interceptions, or the previous game he had two interceptions, and both of those were tipped at the line. So, um, but I, I do know um, Jude is a very good very good athlete, multi sport athlete over at West. Um, he's. He's just a gritty, gritty. Lewis would actually love him as a football player. Gritty, gritty football player. Um, so that's kind of what I got. I saw this one coming. So next we have one and three Asheville traveled up to Dobbins Bennett. I sent everybody a video of this stadium. It it looked like a college stadium. They had end zone seating, and it was just monstrous. Uh, Dobbins Bennett was giving up 17 and a half points. It was really close in the first half. But they were able to cover cover Dobbin, Dobbins Bennett wins forty one to sixteen over Asheville. I'm the only one who got this one right. And let me be honest with you. From what I've seen from Asheville, their offense is not much. Do, do we think that they're done? I don't. Like, are they done in competition for conference? So I think this week tells the story. We'll talk about it in a minute. But they've got to come in and blow out Irwin for me to think they have an they have what it takes to compete for the top three spots. I mean, after another school in the county takes your players, I mean, <laughs> are, are you done? I'm not sure that um, – I, I still haven't decided if they're going to beat Irwin this week, to be honest. Um, I think that's going to be the game of the week in Buncombe County, although I didn't pick it as my game of the week. Um, Asheville's got to step up and show us something this week. We don't know much about Dobbins Bennett. From what I heard from a parent, they're uh, – Defensive backfield was – this was pregame, uh, small and slow, but uh, Asheville's still not able to put up many points. So, they may be in trouble. We'll see. This week is going to tell us a lot. Very cool stadium, though. I saw that. Very the, cool. The video. Th- I appreciate you finding that. That's and, in Kingsport, in Tennessee. Kingsport, Tennessee. Um, just, you know, it's wild how – serious some places take football Ooh. i mean their 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 football stadium is what it is is a football stadium so i think it's very cool i i hope that the mountains find i hope the mountains follow suit and and build some and i'll tell you it's really cool to have parents or fans or whoever share stuff with us yes i had a, a avid listener I, i'm gonna tell you sam freeman he he sent me the video of the stadium i mean sam sent it to me i was like wow i mean that that's a heck of a shout stadium. out, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Hey, Carson, just just thinking about that. Is there any football stadiums that's not a football stadium? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, there I'm definitely just, are. Just okay. Wondering. So, did if you aren't listening, did you hear Mike talk about <laughs> school schools? They have three football rows stadiums. of visitors that they just okay. Tucked so in. Carson is, one, is, Lewis is zero. It's still a stadium. But is it a stadium? How there was it, no bleachers on that side of the field. Is that is a stadium it, or is that a field? How is it they have a beautiful track, Astro, or it's probably not called AstroTurf anymore, turf, and no visitor seats? That, that's insane. Listen, 
your school only has like five foot of visitors. That's seat, true. All right? Yes. Well, I mean, it's still we, it's still we still have stadium. options. We have options. Just, so anyway, next up we had TC now three and one taking on winless McDowell. We all got this one right. We gave McDowell <laughs> thirty nine and a half points, and TC was able to cut to cover. TC forty eight McDowell nothing. Guys, McDowell, they're not good. Will they win a game this year? Ooh. McDowell Inca could be a barn burner. Hmm. I, McDowell I North still, Buncombe. Yeah, I was going to say, I, Inca, Inca North Buncombe to me is, um, and McDowell, those three games are going to be, should be very competitive. We talked earlier about maybe the Mac being a little more competitive, and it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's in reality a two team race, we, and maybe three with Asheville thing figured out. It's like we replaced Asheville with TC. Yes. Right. As of right now, yes, yeah. yes. So I'm hopefully, look- hopefully, my my guys at Asheville, we can get this get this boat rowing in the right direction. Heard some good things about practice last week. Um, I do think that we've got a lot of football left. So there's a, there's a lot of football left to be played. But yes, unfortunately, we were hoping there was going to be some more competitiveness competitiveness out of the three, four, five, six spots in the MAC with McDowell kind of telling it all in, and and I just. I just don't know. There's some games. North Buncombe and Brevard, that game sticks out to me as a, as a tough, tough loss. Inca, um, which I know Pisgah's I know Pisgah's great, but Pisgah just beat Smoky Mountain 16-7, and they beat Inca 56-3. So, um, But I, I did hear that Inca played well that game, so that's something. We take wins when there's losses. I know we talk about McDowell losing Josh Ellis, but he can't be 50 points good, I don't think. I mean, he's averaging 100 a game for Asheville. But which would probably against Asheville's competition so far. I mean, that would be probably 150 at McDowell with who they've played, maybe. But you're right; it might, you know, it might cover seven points. We're not. You can't. It's not I don't know. Be 50. What, what, if, what if he played defense or made a couple drive stop? He holds the ball longer on offense. It's true. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe. So the next game up, uh, the battle for cookout on Patton Avenue. Indeed. We had Irwin. Now two and three, they beat Inca forty nine to sixteen. Inca now two and two. Pat Carson and Mike got this one right. Lewis picked Inca. Uh, Pat, why did you think Irwin was going to win this one? I, like I told y'all from the beginning, I, I think I don't think Irwin's done. In fact, I'm 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 going to have Irwin in my, in my over Asheville this week. Uh, I think they're they're competitive. A little team. foreshadowing <laughs> by Pat. Shocker. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I I've been saying it the whole way. I I think they're they're there. Um, uh, there's talent on that team, and um, you know, I, 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 I'm not surprised at the result. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping the game, and it was close early. I think they went back and forth, back and forth, and then Irwin kind of shut them down and put up some big points there. Yeah, I know they had a power outage for a while with no lights. Um, glad they were. It able appears Inka Inka probably would have been better off if the lights did not come back on. <laughs> Well, you know, I think you all brought up earlier too. Though Inca changed offenses, and and their coordinator is no longer there, and they switched from the spread to the power eye. Is that my understanding? Indeed, indeed. So, I mean, there's obviously some bumps in the road when you completely change your offense, and they're probably still navigating that um, obstacle. Do you think Inca's like, oh no, we suck again? Yeah, I think really it's a culture over there. I just no 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 no. I, I would like to call 
all three of you individuals out because there was singing high praise about their they've got a state championship coach pedigree coach yeah I agree with you. I'm not absolutely. Did he win a state championship? But what did Coach Law? Did you listen to Coach Law's interview? He, you can only win with the studs you have. Yes, that's not. But you three, you three were acting like he's Bill Belichick, and I'm just like they're they're not that great. It's uh, the players. I'm not saying it's all his fault, but it's just the horses aren't there. Well, they may be coming because Lewis has pointed out before too. There were 875 kids in their middle school program. I think there were 50. Is it 50? Oh, I was off a little bit. <laughs> well, so we'll, well, you know, and go ahead. No, go ahead, Pat. What you got? No, no it's nothing. I, nothing. I was going to try to be funny, but clearly I'm not. So we'll move on. <laughs> so next up we had Metroline at Asheville School. I was at this game. This is probably the best game uh, of the week of the Friday night. Metroline now 4-1, and one, Asheville School 2-2. Two and two. Asheville School wins 37-35. Uh, Ricky Tolbert throws a touchdown less than two minutes to go, and then Metrolina drives to the 50, where Asheville School gets an interception to win the game. Carson and Lewis, the only two who got this right, I, I went with uh, Metrolina. Carson, Lewis, Lewis, why'd you pick uh, Asheville School here? Well, as I said, you know, Asheville School should change their mascot to the missiles. <laughs> right. Wow. And why is that, Pat? I think you've said this more than once. You go ahead. I'm not going to give your <laughs> your theory any more credit than it deserves. Because a missile is a smart rocket. Yeah, and something and like that. And I think Asheville School is going to continue to carry the, this week. You know, I, I think that uh, Asheville School, they coming off their big momentum uh, against ACA the week before. But Mike being at this game was giving us updates and stuff, and – you know, what was the biggest lead Metrolina got up so to? So, Asheville School was down 14 at the half. Okay. So. And and Metrolina is a smaller team in statue. I mean, not in number of kids, but they were smaller. Uh, Asheville School, a much more athletic, much bigger kids. Uh, I really thought Metrolina was going to close this one out, but Asheville School... How was the discipline back. from both teams? Was there a lot of penalties? Asheville School in the first half could not stay on sides. Okay. Metrolina was Offense, big on, defense? On defense. Okay. Metrolina real big on not going on the first hut, but going on the second. Okay. And Asheville School bad to jump off, not very disciplined. They kind of cleaned that up a little bit in the second half, and uh, offense came to play in the second half. Ricky Tolbert is a really good quarterback. Yes, it, it appears to be, and especially, you know, coming uh, with the drive, uh, the game-winning drive, I mean, that's something that that's something that you got to give the kid credit for. I mean, do you think that's some coaching he's got over there? Because, I mean, we've seen him at another school, and he, he wasn't really that productive. I mean, do you think the coaches really coached him up over there? I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I think so much pressure was put on Ricky Tolbert. As a freshman? We're we're doing the basketball game. Remember, if you remember, football season was after basketball season, Correct. his yep. freshman year. And we do an interview and we hear Ricky Tolbert, the freshman, is our varsity quarterback. Yes. And I think there was so much pressure on that young man. He just wasn't able to – I think everybody thought he was like the next Alex Flynn, who is now at East Carolina. And he wasn't able to do that as a freshman and sophomore. So he went to Asheville School, reclassed. I mean, he's had some great numbers the last couple of years. And uh, for him, I think it was the right decision. Yeah. You know, and as I think uh, with Asheville School and with Alex, you know, mentioning Alex Flynn, 
was is he he was a four year starter at Reynolds, correct? That is incorrect. Incorrect. He was a two year starter. Two year starter. So he may have started at like wide receivers. Okay. But how many you know, I don't know of a do we know a Pats are Reynolds rep? Are there a is there a four year varsity quarterback that we know of? I've been there a long time and I do not remember a four year varsity quarterback. So I think Ricky would have been the first probably the first first one. one. I think Mike's on to something because that's a lot of pressure with as much as you know, pedigree as Rocket Football has and, and whatnot and history and, and winning culture and whatnot. I mean, a 14 going up against 18-year-old young men, or is that's quite – so that's something. But it's awesome to see kids uh, thriving, and I think Ricky definitely would probably say that he made the right decision for himself. But And a couple stats on Ricky. He was 19 of 28 for 255 yards and three touchdowns. He also rushed 17 times for 77 yards and two more touchdowns. So he counted for, for five touchdowns. Yes. Is, so, is it too early to talk about this? I mean, let's go ahead yeah. and put it out there. Yeah. So uh, we voted earlier, and we voted Ricky Tolbert uh, Player of the Week this week. Um, I mean, you put up five touchdowns, a come-from-behind win, a touchdown, throwing a touchdown pass with less than two minutes to go. For me, he was the hands-down decision. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I know Pat didn't agree early, but he did come on board eventually. And quite frankly, it was against a team that he probably... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even here for the vote. <laughs> well, we, we know you would not have voted for Ricky Tolbert. How do you know? Do I you don't have, know. Can you see into my mind? Who would you well, have voted for? Who would you have voted for? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ricky Tolbert is our the behind the, the first annual the first ever behind the beard player of the week. Yes, yes. Shout out Ricky. Um, I want to give another shout out while we're talking about it. Jojo Akeem. I got to talk to his mom for a minute at the Asheville school game, and uh, she super excited to be at Asheville school. I think it was the right move for Jojo as well. But listen, he has a he broke his thumb. And he went to the doctor. The first one said, you're out for the year. So they went for a second opinion. He has a cast on his entire hand. He has no fingers sticking out of this cast. He caught a 25-yard touchdown pass. Oh, wow. With no fingers on one hand, on his left hand. That's incredible. So it was the only pass he caught. I think they've taken – for the most part, he's not playing much receiver, playing a lot of DB. But uh, JoJo, I mean, as his mom refers to him, Josiah had a – Nice touchdown. And I just want to give him a shout-out. I mean, he caught it with the club the club, and his hand. And he had to jump and catch it. It wasn't like just thrown right to him. But anyway, so that's the Asheville Metro lineup. Last but not least. Right. North Buncombe, first in the uh, MAC conference coming in, loses to Reynolds 50 to nothing. Reynolds now two and three overall, one and zero in the conference. North Buncombe three and two, zero and one in the conference. Pat Carson and Mike got this one correct. Pat, tell us all about it. So this is obviously a great, great win for uh, the, the Reynolds program and the Rockets. They needed to come out and really have a statement game and a statement win uh, with their non-conference schedule, um, and they did that. And I will tell you this: uh, North Buncombe played pretty hard in that beginning. They came out and they got several first downs in their first drive, um, and demonstrated that they they can execute and, and move the ball. And the Rockets had to adjust, and obviously, obviously overcame that, and were went, able to go on and and win a convincing victory. Um, they really. They really dominated on just both sides of the ball. After well, that, well, yeah, fifty to nothing. Yeah, it was. 
it was uh, it was just um, well, it was it was a sight. Uh, I know that uh, Ty Johnson caught a great pass, and then they basically took his shoes off before he ran into the end zone to score the touchdown. Um, and, and Wait, so, what? They took his shoes off? Yeah, well, they were trying to tackle it. him, and they got okay. his shoes off, and he still proceeded he on. I thought he stopped. No. On the I was gonna, no, it's got to no. be a 15-yard taunting penalty. But, but I'll say this. The, the officiating was – I mean, it may, it, maybe it was what it was. Um, I know there were some tensions coming into the game prior, but um, the unsportsmanlike penalties and the personal foul penalties were quite a bit egregious. Um, and had they not been called or not been called as much, that score would have been probably a lot higher because there were a number of touchdown plays brought back for uh, all the penalties that were being being called. So I have, I have a theory that once you get up by a certain amount, the referees are going to try to keep it a little close. Right. That could be, but they, it was going on the whole game. Well, I mean, if, we, if, we're, if we're honest, across the board, officiating really bad. We well, Mike's I'm, soapbox was it? Week, I mean, yeah. week one. I mean, Mike's week one so, soapbox. We so, know the officials are not good. There was a couple people ejected, right? Well, they weren't. They were disqualified, so right. they're still who, eligible. Who got disqualified? I don't even recall who it was. Brendan mentioned there was were, it there Reynolds were or North Bunkum. No, I think there were two Reynolds. Right. I think it, indeed it was. So Reynolds. were the penalties on North Bunkum? No, it was no, on, no, it was it was on, on Reynolds. Reynolds so the whole un, way. Okay. There were just wow. a few, a handful called on North Bunkum, but a, a litany were called against Reynolds throughout the whole game. And Can you, you s- know the the example I'll give. I mean, you guys know my son. He's not exactly a, a trash talker, that kind of thing. He's pretty quiet kid unless it comes against me in the podcast right he would like to he would like to talk with you extensively and let you know exactly how he feels uh and with a big l lewis sign in front of him um he would definitely love to do that but his mother won't allow that yet so anyway but brendan just want to go out on the record and say i love lewis but go ahead it's kind of a love-hate relationship when we talk about that all i got to say is you don't have what they call the social skills that's why you never have any friends except your mama well, that may be true, Lewis, but I'll take my mother. She's she's nice. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, Bre- Brendan got down the field and and made a great block downfield about thirty yards to set you know the runner free and, and wound up pancaking the kid and um, jumped up and just you know yelled you know he didn't taunt the kid or anything but they threw a flag on him for basically pancake blocking the kid and it was an unsportsmanlike conduct against against him which i think you all know him he that's certainly not in his character to Correct. to do yeah. that so that was kind of what we were dealing with okay um the rest of it though you know um they were just able to execute completely and fully and i think that what you're going to start seeing with this reynolds team is those early kinks that they had at west forsyth and at shelby with the offense being out of sync, um, they've ironed that out quite a bit. And I think you're going to start seeing this team get healthier and healthier and healthier. And they're really going to be a formidable force to deal with in the 3A. Okay, and that's enough about Reynolds versus North Bunker. <laughs> so we're going to move on. Hang on. Any word when we see Max Guest again? I have not heard a, a word at all. I don't know if he's going to make it back this season. Brendan's not Maybe. heard anything. Wait, 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 he wait, wait. Anything. You just said he might not be back this season? This season? No, I don't know that he's going to be back. This, he's still on the weeks. He's, he's not still on back. the knee cart thing. They're just tooling around on the sideline. My wife I mean, was on a knee cart thing one time. Well, whatever he, you know, if he comes back this, does he come back this season? Does he come back to the playoffs? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I have no idea. They don't, no clue. Maybe, maybe he should reclass. I mean, 
I know of a place where he could go. Oh, wow. Can you do that at public school? No, you would need to come to Christ school. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> we have a senior running back, just saying. So anyway, that's so that's that's I, I it for week five. I can't speak for the guest family, but I think they're pretty happy where they're but they yeah, are I think doing so too. very, very well. I think so too. So for just for a minute, let's talk about um the RPIs came out this week. Oh cool. What did you get? So RPIs, you know what RPI is? Yeah, that would be your strength of schedule, right? Well, sort of. Or is it Rocket Pride Inside? Isn't oh that what gosh. RPI is? Oh, I think that's what it is. I Rocket say that. Pride oh, Inside. I like how you did it with the music. <laughs> yeah, well, when in Rome. So let me tell you what the RPI is. There's three things that consume with the RPI. Number one is your overall winning percentage. Number two is your opponent's winning percentage. And number three... Pat, that's your opponent's opponent's winning percentage. Well, there you go. So RPIs came out this week. They use this for playoff seating. In 3A, I'm going to give you the 3A stuff. Are you ready? Carson, you ready? I'm ready. I'm all ears. All right. Pisgah, number one, overall. Overall in 3A, number one, Pisgah. <laughs> number four, West Henderson. Number 16, North Henderson. Number 23, Smoky Mountain. Number 25, Irwin. 33, Inca. 37, Tuscola. 41, North Muncombe. 53, East Henderson. Wait a minute, Mike. Throwing a flag on the field Wait, here. There is no mention of an ACR team. On right? Where's AC Reynolds? So the idiots at the NCSSA put Reynolds in 4A, where they belong, and uh, they are Absolutely. 17th. So that would put them 13th overall in 3A. So Pisgah, West... Reynolds, and then North Henderson. How did you come up with the 13th rank in 3A if they have them at 17 and 4A? Because I took the overall ranking that they with the three metrics I just gave you. Right. It gives you a number. Okay. And that number would put them at 13th in 3A. Okay. In 4A, other than Reynolds, we have TC as 20, Asheville at 23, and McDowell at 53. In 2A, we have Brevard at 11, Hendersonville 34, Madison 46, Owen 49. That's You're that, below Madison. That's okay. We will be above them at the end of the year. We'll see about that, I guess. I'm going to throw a flag on the RPI rankings because that just does not feel right. How do you put Reynolds at 4A? They already, they already moved down to 3A. They reclassed. I'm, they cried, just, they cried their gonna, way there. They dude. reclassed. They reclassed to 3 him? <laughs> they did reclass. Golly, wearing me out. There was so, there was an AD somewhere cried their way to three A. Pisgah and Smoky Mountain just played and it was sixteen to seven, and they're the number one ranked. Number one is Pisgah. Number one. Okay. So just for just so let's just for comparison, I took the Simmons three A rankings. Simmons. Very respectable website. They do spreads. They do rankings. No, they do a really good job. They really do. Yeah. So this is... Very, way more reputable than we are. So this is 3A. <laughs> this is yeah, East yeah, and yeah. West. This is not just West. Three. This is East and West. Reynolds, 8. West Henderson, 12. Pisgah, 25. Tuscola, 46. I think Tuscola is better than this. I do, too. Irwin, 59. Inca, 92. I didn't even see what North Muckham was. They're probably like 697. So, there's a lot of discrepancies here. 4A, 
They got TC at 38, Asheville at 66, and McDowell at 99. And two-way, and two-way, they have Owen at 83 and Madison 86. And the independent schools, we have Christ School 4, Astro School 6, and ACA 18. I mean, obviously Simmons knows more. He's pretty he's pretty smart. Right. Is it a is it a guy? I mean, is it a Brian Simmons Brian is his name. Simmons, okay. He gets eighty to eighty five percent of the games right every week of the entire state. Well, wow. I, I don't believe in that sort of thing personally. Astrology is one of the many tools of the devil. So that's that's true, Pat. That that's is very true. true, Pat. Very true. Um so I Simmons, you know, I that is I'm going to throw the flag on the RPI. I just think uh, Simmons is way more. Uh, I mean, RPI doesn't even have Reynolds in 3A. Right. No, no. And if you can't put Hisga North above above Reynolds. If you wanted to have a conversation with West right now, West and Reynolds, I would. I think you could have a conversation with that, um, even though I, I do think you would need a spread on that game. I think Reynolds would beat them by multiple touchdowns. But still, uh, if you wanted to argue West with me, I would at least listen to it. So listen to this. They just came out with the – they do this every week. This is the 2023 playoff projections. So we'll do 3A West. And currently, they have Reynolds at 8. That's the last number one seed winning the 3A conference. At least they have them in 3A. And they will be playing number 25, Irwin, in the first round. This is just a projection. It changes every week. Right now, they haven't played an Irwin. Do you think there would need to be a spread on that game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> we'll know for sure uh, later on. But they also have Pisgah number one. Pisgah number one. Pisga, the number one overall seed. Yes, in 3A. Okay. Pisgah's been number one overall before. And the system's broke. Pisgah's been number one before, and eh, they didn't make it out of the first round. I do. Now, the first round playoff game atmosphere would be very cool in the t- in, you know with everything that's gone on. In the town of Canton. Yeah, they are playing inspired football. They're playing inspired football, but boy, 16 to 7, Smoky Mountain is not inspired football. That scares me, right? That scares me. So, um, wow. That would be an upset alert in the first round. I mean, Pisgah is a candidate. I mean, they, they, you know, if they get matched up with uh, Inca, we saw, we saw, we read that book. I Um, mean, if that is the scenario. At least Reynolds would win a first round playoff this year. They're going to win more than one, Lewis. I couldn't have been more clear. <laughs> wait, how many? Wait, how what many was games? it? Pat said about a lunch. Something about a lunch. What did he say? What did he say? I can't remember. Pack a lunch. Well, well, right. Reynolds is going to eat it. But he, they didn't eat it against uh, Watauga. Well, let's uh, let's. We're not going to dwell in the past. We've gained experience <laughs> and knowledge out of. Can that. we do our first ever tattoo bet on this? Ooh, could you if, see Pat with a tattoo? How many oh, games no. would, if they won a state championship, would you get an L on your, I mean, on your ass cheek? Would you get an L? A hundred percent. On the record, oh, oh, my we got a I would do it. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. All right. This is in breaking news. Everybody. Breaking news. <laughs> Oh, we've gone down a level or two tonight, gentlemen. <laughs> wow. All right. Oh, so let's fantastic. talk let's talk just something about strength of schedule. I know we mentioned it early, Reynolds was like fourth in the area. They're now fourteenth overall strength of schedule. The only team that uh has a strongest strength of schedule, Christ School at number two. They'll be number one after this week. Um so Reynolds does move up to fourteen. 
Now, this is before they play North Buncombe, so it will probably drop a little bit. North Buncombe does not help your strength of schedule. Nope. True. All right. So, let's talk about Shrine Bowl selections this week. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see. I was good to see the representation of the western half of the state. Mike, I think you said earlier. And, and typically, I mean, we are shunned from the Shrine. Well, that's what Correct. Mike was telling me yeah. earlier, is that there's rarely representation from out this way. It's so, a very big deal. So, Brian Craig, assistant coach on the uh, – Shrine Bowl team this year. One of the greatest quarterbacks in the country. Aren't quarterbacks? quarterbacks? Wow. One of the greatest coaches in the country. How much Sorry, has he coach. been drinking? Jeez. Quarterback? If he's one of the greatest coaches, should he be the head guy? Well, I'll, I'll oh. say this. Gatorade <laughs> not only quenches your thirst, uh, better it makes it, it tastes better too. So. Uh, so anyway, named to the Shrine Bowl team this year, Brandon, Brandon Guest from Reynolds at linebacker. Yay, Brandon. Woo! Absolutely. That's Absolutely. very, very, very big deal. That is shout a big deal. Out, shout out, Brandon. That's Absolutely. Awesome. Great. You know, struggling with injury a couple years ago. His shoulder. Right. Yeah. Coming back from all those surgeries. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, talking, I will give Pat some credit here because talking to Pat, you know, throughout the scrimmages and whatnot, he said, even I think it was after the first scrimmage, he said, Brandon Guest was an absolute monster all over the field, making yes. plays left and right. <laughs> and it's nice to see some um, boys around here get some credit and, uh, and let the you know let the shine the light shine on them. Also from this area, your team from West Henderson. Who do they have? Uh, Truett Manuel. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I know that Mike gives me a hard time for me being a fanboy of Truett, but Truett's just a, he's a phenomenal, unbelievable kid, and he's an even better athlete. So it's just one of those. It's an easy kid to root for. Um, he'll have opportunities to play professional baseball out of high school. Um, he is one of those three sport athletes. He's He's one of those we talk about, you know, his dad is the principal at West Henderson. His dad played football. I didn't know that. His dad played football, uh, started, I believe it was strong safety at Appalachian State. So his son, his dad was a, his dad won a baseball state championship at West Henderson. Um, cool story. Truett won and uh, pitched and won a baseball state championship this past uh, summer, this past spring for West Henderson. So both of them, uh, West Henderson, state champion, Falcons, they both played all three sports, both super superstar athletes. But true, it's one of those, you know, to be a receiver. I think he had thirty some touchdowns last season. You know, pretty pretty impressive. So awesome stuff. Happy for him. I agree. I'm glad we got a couple representatives from this area. I know there's a couple from further out west, and uh, congratulations to them too. I would say, you know, listen, if it's east, you know, east versus west, like always, going represent us. We should be 50-50. It's North, versus, it's North Carolina versus South Carolina. I know, but when we're picking, it you, seems like so many more are coming from the East. Well, sure. Well, they consider Charlotte part of the East. I don't... I mean, we, part of the West. Yeah, they do. So, that's tough. We, we need more mountain representation in this in this Shrine Bowl. I don't know. Do because we? we've all talked about how... Are we just around here good? It's all very tough when we get off the mountain. I mean, Reynolds is the by far the best team around here, and they've started one and three. Well, how many people from Robbinsville is on the team? One. One. I mean, why not more? They're winning state <laughs> championships. And there's also one from Andrews. Yep. I've heard many, many good things about that Robbinsville running back. I'm excited to see what Robbinsville does against Raven Gap this week Oof. because... Um, I've heard, I've heard very, Raven Gap's wide receiver just got offered. Well, hold on. Take away the offensive line for that guy. How many, how many rushing yards are you going to get? Are you, which, which team are we talking about? We're talking about Robbinsville, right? The Robbinsville running back. Take away his line. 
How many? Uh, I think we can yards? all agree the Robinsville um, Adams at Robinsville. I can. I think Cutler we, Adams. Cutler Adams. I think we can all agree that he's a fine running back. Is he App State mid major guy? Right. Sure. He, okay. And Max Guest is also has Appalachian State offers. So it's like I wouldn't say that he's better than Max Guest. But take away those five guys up front, he's not getting anything. Why is not one of them on the on the representative for his Shrine? Because ball? have you looked and seen who else was on the offensive line for the Shrine Bowl? I have not. College offensive linemen. Right? How many of those guys are going to play college offensive line in Robinsville? Listen, Robinsville is good at what they do. Yes, very good. They're good at what they do. Very good. But they, if they step out of 1A and schedule some difficult teams, we'll see this week. If they beat... If they beat... Um, if they play with Raven Gap. Raven Gap. I'll be happy to come on here and say, Robinsville was fantastic against Raven Gap. I'm just saying we need more representation in the mountains for the Shrine Bowl. I agree. Let these kids get some exposure to some more scouts. They do. They I agree. It. I can argue more about Reynolds than Robbinsville, but yes, I agree with you. There's some talent in, in this whole western half of the state, you know, and it's 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 a shame that it's it doesn't get. You know, that was interesting. They have that combine out at Pisgah High School before the season started. And apparently that's our new thing that they don't normally do this. Great giant. for the student athletes. And that and talking to the coaches that I've I talked to out there at the thing, the whole point of that was to get some exposure for these mountain athletes because a lot of times they get overlooked by Knoxville to the west and Charlotte to the east and Hickory to the east. And so it's real easy. This this is a true statement. When we played away games last year in Charlotte, we played a bunch of them. There were three of them on the same street. They were literally three miles from each other. You can go to Charlotte and go to 25 high schools in one day. You come to Western North Carolina, you can hit Reynolds, and you can hit Robertson, and you can hit Asheville. But then it's another half a day to Robbinsville. It's yeah. a half another half a day to Murphy, and it's not as easy to see these young men play. Yeah, when we were talking to Coach Laws, he expressed that, right? The coaches come up, see Reynolds, see Asheville, see Robertson, and then they're like, well, I, do I want to drive an hour and a half to see Robbinsville? No, I can go to Charlotte in that time. You know, like, why Why would I waste my time? I w- I w- I'm not going to say it. So let's No, no they'll say it. Nah. So uh, when, you're, when you're talking about the Robinsville running back, we're all talking about so good. He's 5'10", 150 pounds. He's not going to play at a D1 college level. Just because he's 5'10"? And 150 pounds. Oh. Why, why not make him a development player? I just don't know that he can get to this. So colleges right now, the number one thing they're looking at is size. How tall are you? How fast are you? How big are your hands? How big is your wingspan? And 5'10", 150 doesn't fit in a D1 program. My I can't opinion. argue. My uh, opinion. Is he a senior? He is a senior. Only seniors go and, to the Shrine Bowl. Oh, that's and now, true. Granted, yeah. I, is, he, is he signed? Is he committed to App State? I can't answer that. I, okay, I do think App State's – I think they've offered him scholarships. I think that level, like, is interested in him, um, which I think is – I'm going to go with Mike. I mean, that's the ceiling. That's – we've all talked about the projectables, Coach Laws, Coach Walker. All these coaches have talked about the size, strength, numbers, all this. I mean, Pat's going through it with his son. It's like if you – if if these kids out there, I mean, yeah, they, they're not going to go to Robbinsville and watch a high school game of them playing Andrews or whatnot. But, you know, there, if there's an offensive lineman out there that's, that's the, that meets the criteria, you know, they're going to 
that that guy's not going to go under the radar because there's just too many there's too many things for you to get noticed nowadays. It's very very hard for like a Power Five football player to not be noticed by Power Five football programs. When you go to a college camp, there's a thousand of these college camps. Pat, I know you've been to some. Yes. When you go, the first thing they do, they measure your hands. Yep. They measure your wingspan. Height. They measure your height. They measure your weight. Those are the first things they do. And they did a bench press um, test at uh, Wingate's camp. And so then the next thing they do is they put you on the field and you warm up, and then they're going to measure your 40, and they're going to measure your shuttle speed, which is what, 10? Your 5'10'5". 5'10'5". I mean, so they're doing this at Wingate's Division II, and they're doing a combine style. There there is not a big separation between Division II and Division I football players. Not anymore. And, and here's Especially the other with thing. The portal. Here's the other thing. I disagree. With the transfer portal, it is cutting out high school. Look at Colorado. It's cutting out all the high school kids. Oh, I he agree. did all transfer portal. I think unless you put a minimum in there, hey, yep. you have to recruit twenty high school for high school seniors and twenty transfer portal guys. It's going to continue to be heavy transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you not get some a player? That is like already proved themselves. Why? Well, why would you take a chance on a high school kid when someone from a, a D two school? I don't know what college in? coach said it, but it was you know they can go. And I think it might have been talking about uh, Dion, but you can you can go and get enter the portal, and you can get some kids in the portal that are you know twenty one, twenty two, twenty three years old, and you can know what's wrong with them, what's bad about them, what's good about them, what's you yeah. know their issues, and if whatever worked out, whatever didn't work out. At their, you know, at their um, previous school, you know these things, and you can like, it's these coaches have to win now at any level. Right. I mean, it, at any level, if App has another year at six and six, how safe? How I mean, how warm is his seat? How he's, he's, right. he's not going to keep his job. He's not going to keep his job. Right. Six and six on the mountain and Boone does not cut it. It right. just does not cut it. They have gotten right. so used to winning, and they've gotten used to winning and competing at all levels that six and six does not pay the bills. Indeed. So, Listen, I agree 100%. So I, it's it's something that I do, you know. There, it's there's, a, right now the system is 100% screwed up. You got you got seniors who have been in there for six six years. Yes. yes you got your years. COVID year. You got your red shirt year. You got yes. your I wore my pants the wrong way year. You got your I wore my shirt inside out the wrong year. And so you have six years. Yes. Yep. And it's just you got to get those guys out of there. And get these young guys in there. If you've been in college for six years, you're not playing in the NFL. You're not. You're not. There's a good chance you're not playing. Because if you were really good, they would have already drafted you. So anyway, let's move on from that. I know that's a – let's talk a little bit about week six. Week six. So McDowell, Asheville School, and Pisgah all off this week. Asheville School getting ready for Christ School next week. At least McDowell won't lose this week. That's true. True, they're going to get none. Does Pisgah leave the number one spot with being on a bye? What do y'all think? I think so, yeah. I think they should. They're not going to lose this week. They shouldn't have been there in the first place, but yes. I think they should. I think they should. I think Pisgah and West really fighting for that 3-1-A spot. So our first game we're going to talk about, 0-5 East Henderson going to take on 5-0 West Henderson. So we're giving East 50. 50. Pat, not 49. I thought it was 50 and a half. We're giving 50 and a half. Or is it 49 and a half? 50 and a half. 50 and a half. So, Pat, who are you taking? 
with East Henderson and West Henderson. East getting 59. Four, what is it, 59 and a half? It's 50 and, 50 and a half. 50 and a half. 50 and a half. West Henderson, yes. Are you serious? I'm taking West and the points, yeah. Pack a lunch because we'll, we'll Reynolds sure. is going to eat it. Right? <laughs> and yeah, That's true, too. Yes. Carson? Uh, um, so we're doing 50 and a half points for a head. 50 <laughs> points. I'm going to get absolutely hammered by the graphic when there's a... I'm already hammered. There's a bird. <laughs> there's a bird on there. Um, and I'm not talking about a Falcon. If, if it's 50 and a half points, I'm going to go with... Uh, I, I, Wes Henderson's going to win big, but 50 and a half points, I'm going East Henderson covers the spread. Please make sure you're clear with that pick. They cover, East Henderson covers the spread. A 50 and a half. 50 and a half. Okay. Lewis? Uh, I mean, this is going to be a game West Henderson versus the clock. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm going West Henderson, though. Oh boy, now, Lewis gonna, knows what he's talking I, about here. Well, I mean, I, it, it's gonna be—it's gonna come down to the wire. I think it's gonna be right there. I really do. I'm not even sure who I pick right now. Fifty and a half. Fifty and a, fifty. So many points. Oh my gosh! I think I'm going east. I'm going with Carson. Let's go, wow. Mike. Come on, baby. <laughs> so the next, <laughs> the next game we have. Thank you, Lewis. A pick, pick them. We have three and one North Henderson at one and four Smoky Mountain. I have a few stats here. Are you ready for them, Lewis? Indeed, I am. I can't wait, Mike. So North Henderson is scoring thirty-three a game. They're giving up twenty-two a game. Smoky Mountain scoring seventeen a game and giving up twenty-five a game. Uh, North Henderson no stats updated, but for Smoky Mountain. McNeely is rushing for 52 yards a game. And Davis is rushing for 51 yards a game. They want to run the ball. Who are you taking, Lewis? I'm going to take North Henderson. They're going to ride their senior year out. Uh, I think North Henderson wins this by at least a touchdown. Uh, Smoky Mountain has put up some good fights in their four losses, but I, I really think North Henderson. The close game to Pisgah is the one that really, I'm just, that, that really sits with me. Yeah, I think it's going to be a heartbreaker, but uh, North Henderson all the way. Carson? I'm going to go with the Smoky Mountain right here. I, I I think they got some momentum, as much momentum as you can get off of a loss. The Pisgah game, they're going to carry that with them. Is Some could say that the West game was demoralizing for North Henderson last week. Sure. Um, you know, I, they, I think they probably thought they wouldn't I, think they was, were going to win. There was... Probably some thought that they actually could win that game. I saw some picks where people picked them to win. Yes, I did too. <laughs> Behind the Beard WNC Sports Podcast. Not me. Nope, not me. But anyways, anyway, anyways, um, I, I got I got Smoky Mountain here with an upset. Um, I think they they got some good things going last week, and I think that they can pull it out. Pat. Yeah, it's North Henderson. Uh, Carson's a moron. And we'll just go ahead and say that because <laughs> North Henderson. And it's I've always thought Carson was a moron. <laughs> I didn't that's need, true. I didn't need that right now. <laughs> I'm also going with Carson. I'm going Smoky Mountain. And you're they, a moron too. Jeez. I, I like school and I like football, and I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. So that's <laughs> just plain and simple. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh. So next up we have Tuscola. Two and two at Franklin, one and three. Carson, who you thinking here? Tuscola. 
Tuscola. I got Tuscola here. Jed West will throw Jed. for 597 yards. How many touchdowns over under over under four and a half touchdowns for Jed West? Um, over. I, I got over as well. So that might be the only only good. Can I give you some stats? Yeah, please, yes. Mike. Hit us with some stats. After he made his pick, of course. But go ahead and give us the stats, Mike. That's helpful. Uh, well, I don't really have any stats, so let's. <laughs> Lewis, uh, Lewis, who are you going with? So we already talked about Tuscola, a little bit of an underdog. You know, they should be ranked higher than what they are. I think Tuscola is going to win this big. I think so too. I mean, Jed West is a fantastic quarterback. Yeah, we. Probably could have had a spread on this game, but I, I, Pat, who do you got? I got Tuscola. Yep, Tuscola, so, clean sweep. We got chalk right there. We're all going Tuscola. The next game, we got five and O Mitchell versus the one and four Owen. Okay, we're giving Owen twenty one points. Twenty one and a half points. We're giving Owen. So, Pat, what are you thinking? Um, it's Mitchell. Sorry, Lewis. Sorry, Coach. I, I, I. Coach, I, I, let me say this. Again, I'm pulling for Owen. I am. I am I love pulling that. for Owen. I love that. I bet Owen really feels that support. But it's Mitchell. We're going Mitchell, but I'm pulling for Owen. I'm going to say the same. I'm going Mitchell, but I'm pulling for Owen. Coach Gibson, I really am pulling for you guys. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think with 21 and a half points, we got to go Owen. Okay. Okay. So we have two Owen Warhorses. Listen, Carson, I think after this game... You know, could I get a call after this game, Pat? I mean, Lewis. <laughs> is there any possible? Do you really way? want another call? Can, can I get a call? Lewis said before we started, I'm going to say Owen that, can win this game. I think <laughs> not only are we going to cover the spread, we're going to win this game. Good, outright, outright. I hope it happens. Game. Oh, so I'm going to sprinkle it on the money line. Ooh. Ooh. Off the air, we will talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Owen can win this game. Not only beating the spread, but we will win this game. Wow, one to four over. Can five you give me? A, yeah, give me a score prediction. Give Mitchell, me some you, sort of insight. You, why you, do you think? Why? What's your gut feeling what that Owen's going to win this game? Coming off a thirty-eight to zero win, and loss. You didn't score any against points against Drawn, and That's they okay. even have a junior college. That's okay. When, and he's a homer. When oh, don't do not even talk oh, about homer. Pat. You are the biggest homer at this table. Admittedly and gladly admitted, Pat. So you and Chris is, are the two biggest homers I know. I yep. think is it going to be Mitchell coming down to Owen? Is it is the home field advantage? What's going to make Owen set them apart? I really think Mitchell's down this year. They struggled against really? against Madison. They did struggle against Madison, for I think, sure. I think we're going to beat Madison. That we're didn't gonna, make me feel good. We're going to beat Mitchell. This is it, it, this is where we turn it around right Holy here. Holy shit! You heard it I'm here pulling, first. I'm pulling for you. You heard it here first. I'm pulling for you guys. I think as well. Lewis has had too much to drink. Yes. Right? So anyway, yeah. we will cut Lewis off starting now. Well, water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. I'm so. just kidding. Lewis has not had anything to drink. It's just the three of us. So North Bunk next game North Buncombe. North Buncombe three and one. Taking on TC. We're gonna give T we're gonna give North Buncombe forty two and a half points. Pat, who you taking? TC all day, twice on Sunday. You think Pat you think they score forty two and a half more points? All day. I'm telling you They're all, a running the, team. Look, the contest They don't even throw it. It doesn't matter. The contest is gonna come down to T C and ACR for the Mac, and there's you shouldn't expect a different result. I don't think from this contest as you did see last week. 
So it's it's without a doubt. TC. I, can I just tell you, I've lost the whole page of notes. I can't even find my notes on these things. Well, it's because you're a moron, and I thought we covered that earlier, but maybe we didn't. All right. Carson, are you taking TC? Are you taking North Buckham? I know you're a North Buckham lover. I am. I love me some Blackhawks, and I think they learned some valuable lessons last week, and I think they're really going to use it and take it um, to set them apart um, and, and accelerate their season you know, through their games moving forward, and I got Robertson covering the spread here. <laughs> that was the worst pick ever. <laughs> what do you got uh, here, Lewis? I think TC is definitely going to cover this spread because they're going to win the MAC this year. Negative, Ghost Rider. No. That pattern is full. Can I give you a few stats? I just found them. Okay. So North Buckham is scoring an average of 20 a game and giving up 31. TC is led by their quarterback, Dim Whittle, who's thrown four touchdown passes and an average of 119 a game. Reno Jarrett is averaging 77 yards a game and four touch. He has four touchdowns on the season. And Deshaun Tours is also scoring four touchdowns on the season. They like to run the ball. They do. Reno, state champion baseball player. Awesome. So are you taking Lewis? Uh, I've already picked TC. We picked TC already. Carson? He's already picked TC. We, we've picked all TC. done this. I think, it, I think it's up to you, Mike. So you you guys think TC's going to win by 42 and a half? Yes. Yes. I, I don't know how Over. much clearer I could have been. They're not going to win by 42 and a half. It's North Buncombe has gave up 90 points the last two weeks. <laughs> North Buncombe lost to Brevard 49 to 0. So I'm what does also, Robertson do to them? I'm also going TC. Okay. So next we have 1 and 3 Asheville at 2 and 3 Irwin. So with Asheville at 1 and 3, Irwin at 2 and 3, Carson, you're clearly picking Asheville. Who you got? I got the Cougars here, and I, and I don't think it's relatively close. I think that all of their pent-up anger and um, their – Can I share a couple things with yeah, you? Yeah, share a couple things with me because we've talked about strength and schedule, so I hope Pat has my back here. But Asheville did not do any favors to their team at the start of this season. So they did Asheville's 1-3. and three. They're averaging 14 points a game. That's two touchdowns. Good, good math. And they're giving up 36. Okay. Irwin is scoring 21 a game and giving up 24. Okay, let me they ask you this. They put up a bunch this. of points against Ur- Inca. Okay, let me ask you this, Mike. Yes. Okay, this question goes off of what the comment you just made. Christ okay. School versus North Buncombe, who wins? Christ School by, by at least three touchdowns. By three? <laughs> well, probably by 50. Okay, but what do you think? How many points has Christ School scored this year versus North Buncombe? A lot. Christ School's not scored as much. North Buncombe scored a lot. It's correct. Okay, so I think this is very similar. My so point you're is, Asheville's played a tougher I think, schedule. I think Asheville's tougher schedule is going to pay off. Okay, and I'm going to believe in my guys. Give me one more week. Okay, can we? Can y'all agree that I get one more week to believe in them? So, you can believe in them. I'm it, not going to. If Asheville okay, y'all loses don't have to, to. If Asheville loses to Irwin right here, I'm call. I'm calling my boys on here, and I'm going to tell them they let me down. All right. <sighs> so. Go ahead, Lewis. I also agree. Like, this is the last week I'm going to pick Asheville. Yes, yes. This is my week, guys. If, my boys if, know who they are. You got to answer the bell right here. If they do not be Irwin, they're done. For sure. Right. Yep. Chalk it up. So this Chalk it up. In We're my, moving on to next year. In my opinion, this is the week. Either Asheville beats Irwin by a bunch, and they're a contender for second or third in the MAC. Or they lose to Irwin, and their season's over. Right. So who are you picking? Pat, who are you picking? Well, I'm going to say that what's going to happen in this game is Asheville is going to score early and first, in my opinion. I think it might go up 
But I think at the end, Irwin's on top, and they win this one by at least a touchdown. Listen, I don't know how good the Irwin quarterback, the Asheville quarterback is, Slidell. We've had some concerns about how good he is, but he's better than a freshman. He and may be, but he may not have the line in front of him to let it go. And Josh Ellis can run the football for Asheville. I'm also going Asheville. Thank you, Mike. I think Mike just mentioning Josh Ellis, I think he's going to be the, he may be the behind the beard player of the week, week two. He, may, he might be. Week two? This is like week six. Yeah, but he's going to be our second okay. player of the week. All right. So next up, we have Providence Day at Christ School. This is my game of the week, and not because it's going to be real close. <laughs> Christ School getting 42 and a half. I just want to share with you a few, a few things. And we've talked about this earlier. Jaden Davis, the quarterback for Providence Day, going to Michigan. Jordan Ship. Wide receiver going to UNC. Channing Goodwin going to Michigan. Brody Branhart going to NC State. That's the 2024 class. In 2025, the number one overhaul in any position is David Sanders, offensive lineman. He's he's in between Clemson and Georgia. Brandon Winston, also undecided. He's between Wake and University of South Carolina. If your game is a blowout this week, come to Christ School and watch these young men play. There is some high Division I players playing. Christ School's getting 42 and a half points this week. I just want to share with you that Providence Day is scoring 45 a game and giving up 14. Christ School scoring almost 17 a game and giving up 44. Based on those, I'm taking Christ School to cover the 42-and-a-half-point spread. I'm sorry, Mike. It's it's not going to go well for you. I I feel for you. And, and again, like like I shared with Lewis, I, I'm, I'm pulling for Christ School. But Providence Day is it's going to be a clinic. I think, Price School's good. I think Providence Day is good at extending the game. They don't want it to go to 9 o'clock. So I think they they strategically keep it at less than forty Dude, to keep it close. There is no way no school holds their athletes back. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Look, Providence Day is fighting the clock on this one. Yeah. Providence I agree with Day is going to cover all day long. Yes. Carson? Don't hurt yourself, Carson. <laughs> Go ahead and engage your brain. It's okay. I'm, no, I'm gonna engage my brain. I've got Providence Day here. Um I will go on about what Mike said. The number one 49 player. 49 and a half. 42 and a half. 42 and a half. That's what I said. 42 okay. and a half. 42 and a half. Um, there, you know, the number one player, he's not talking about his position. He's talking about the number one player in the entire country right, overall is plays for Providence Day. Um, David off, Sanders. David Sanders, offensive lineman. you got to see this guy. Uh, he, he is. Uh, talked to some people about holy. the Asheville game, and it's just something that. You won't believe it unless you see it, type thing. And you got to remember, Kiro Skeins coming back to Asheville for the second time. Yep. So uh, I got I got Providence Day here. I think that uh, I don't mind to pick up one on y'all this game. I think that'll be good. So Mike may have got one on us, or we may have all got one on Mike. Yes. So next we have two and two Inca at two and three AC Reynolds. We got a spread of forty nine and a half. Pat, you taking Reynolds? Uh, oh yeah, of course I'm taking Reynolds to cover. Um, 
Shocker. Shocker yeah, there. Got a shocker. A shocker. Breaking I've news. admitted it. I'm a homer, but I think it's deserved. I challenge any of you to take the other way. Lewis. I think you'll be a loser. Pack a lunch because we'll Reynolds is going to eat it. Yep, <laughs> that's right. And, you know, and I, I feel, I mean, I want, uh, you know, I, I, I obviously, I, I'm a fan of some of those kids on the Inca team, and I hope they, they show up well and, and show up strong. I just don't know that they're going to be able to um, – yeah, they're, they're not going to be able to, to Of course, Pat lives five minutes from Inca High School. Sends this kid to Reynolds. Go ahead, Lewis. But listen, I mean, every player out there at Inca that's, that's listening, you guys have to dig deep, deep inside, and do what North Buncombe players couldn't do last week and help me cover this spread. I'm, I'm choosing Inca to cover this of spread. Of course Hell you are. Yes. <laughs> they're going to be holding up signs. <laughs> Sorry, Lewis. Yes. Hold up a thousand signs. Uh, Carson, what do you Let know. me just make this crystal clear. Okay. As a degenerate better, and I'm not very good at it, good teams win, great teams cover. Okay. And Reynolds is a great team, and they covered this spread. <laughs> right. No, no way. Yep. Yeah. I, North Buncombe and. Inca is going to be a tough game. I mean, I think North Buncombe's a better team than Inca. North Buncombe is going to beat Inca. We may need a spread on that game. So listen, after 40, the game ends in a hurry. It ends quick. It's a running clock. Yeah, Reynolds didn't have any touchdowns at all in the fourth quarter against North Buncombe because of the running clock. But they went Was it because of the running clock, or did the North Buncombe defensive coordinator make a switch? <laughs> Mm. I'm gonna go with the running clock on that one. <laughs> Me too. I can't believe I can't believe you guys went for two against North. Yeah, Blue. that what is was the thought process there. Bro? I am not. I, I think I've been pretty clear on this. I am not Coach Laws. I don't speak for Coach Laws. I don't know what he's doing. It Coach just, Laws has forgotten more it, than right? knows about football. It just shows the class of everyone out there. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, God, fifty points is so many points. I'm going Reynolds. All right. Yes, you are, because you know the truth. Okay, but let's be very, very clear to all of our listeners, okay? And it'll be super clear on the spreadsheet this week. Lewis is not picking Inca to win outright versus Reynolds. Although Correct. they do have a better Correct. record. They do have a better record. It's weird seeing two and three it, next to Reynolds. It's it called, is odd. It's called picking the spread. It's the spread, okay? And as you guys know, by watching any sort of football the spreads and everything is listed under every matchup now. It is very, very important in today's time as it's legal and it's going to be legal in North Carolina here Soon. Come I cannot January. Wait. I cannot wait. Very excited. I can stop driving to Tennessee to play sets. So, um, but anyway. He's not the only one. No, no I'm not. Um, shout out Flag Pond. So, Mike, what else you got for us? So the final game we have, this is a little bit of a change up for us. We have a top 10 matchup in college we're going to pick. We have Notre. We have Ohio State at Notre Dame. Number six, Ohio State at number nine, Notre Dame. I'm going to lead this one off. Notre Dame is always a letdown in these kind of big games. I'm going Ohio State. Pat, I got Notre Dame. It's at home. They're going to ring the bell. It's good. Lewis, listen. I mean, as an Irishman myself, Amen, brother. You cannot go. And pick against the Fighting Irish. I think you got more Scott in you than Irish, though. I do. Yeah, I do. Carson, Sam Hartman at home, Notre Dame. Y'all are insane. Sam Hartman, a ninth-year senior who played at Wake Forest. 
who is now at Notre Dame. And you said earlier he will not play in the NFL. You said that he earlier. He will not play in the NFL. Watch. You watch and see. He might be a backup for like 14 years. Maybe. That's got to be the dream job though, right? Amen. That's true. So well, let's, yeah, we'll go Pat, ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Pat, what do you got for us as far as a fun question? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about that, and I just tried to pull a rabbit out of my hat because I didn't prepare anything prior to coming tonight. What a surprise. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's agony. And you were late. Yeah, usually, right? Yeah, that's true. That's my problem, right? So I've had a thought. Since we were just talking about Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish, um, it made me think of foreign countries. Wait, Notre Dame made you think of foreign countries? It did for some reason. Oh, God. You know, the hunch, had more to drink than I thought. The, the hunchback of Notre Dame, that whole thing. Have you traveled to a foreign country, and which foreign country have you traveled to that you enjoyed the most? Carson. <laughs> Carson, are you old enough to even get a passport? <laughs> no. I don't no. think he is. No, I've not traveled out of the country. So, If, really? you, were, if really? you were to go out of the country, where would you want to go? We are uh, getting married in December, and we will be attending the Caribbean islands. Nice. So, Which ones? Uh, Jamaica. Nice. Who owns so, Jamaica? Is that? I don't know who owns Jamaica. England? I have no idea who owns I have no Jamaica. Idea. I did have to get a passport. I had to get it expedited because, of course, I waited till the guy was like, you're getting it expedited, right? Because it won't be here in time I before had to, your trip. And I was like, yes, sir, of course. Of course. Yeah. I had so. to get Luke a passport for a trip. But go ahead, Lewis. My favorite country is uh, Roatan. Roatan. I've never heard of Roatan. I've not either. Roatan, Honduras. Oh, Honduras. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the thing about that place, every little community is like a family. When you go down there, the, every, every community hangs out together. They, their big thing is they play dominoes. They go out on a boat. They, they catch their own fish and all this. That's how they eat. And then... Every every champion in dominoes plays the different communities. Oh, cool! Right? Yeah. So, so it's it's a, it's a big community thing, much like our football is here. And I would I would a little lo- less contact. I would love <laughs> a little bit. I would love to retire there. Well, good man. So I think my favorite trip out of the country is when I went to Nepal. Ooh! And I uh, stayed in the the camp, and then I climbed Mount Everest. Did you? It was one of my favorite trips of all time. Did you did, see Brad Pitt there? I seven did not. Years into tr- I did not climb out. I was just say, "Come on, Mike! Come on, Mike!" <laughs> the only time He'd I've still been out, be up there. Uh, yeah, the only time I've been out of the country, we went to Mexico. We saw the Mayan ruins. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah. yeah, that's neat. Which was pretty fantastic. That's the only time I've I've traveled out of the, the United States. Well, that's good. Mine would be where Mary and I met in in, uh, in Lincolnshire, England. Can you tell the story how you were in the ditch and Mary pulled you out of it or something? So we attended a college called Harlexton College, and it had a one-mile-long driveway in rural Grantham, England, which is where Sir Isaac Newton is from and uh, Margaret Thatcher. And we went up to have several beverages at the end of the driveway at the Gregory Arms Pub. And upon conclusion of our evening with our group of friends, we were walking back across the small little road, and long in the distance on this long, country, windy road, you could see the headlights of some little British car winding its way along the thing. and Probably a Fiat. Yeah, probably something like that. Mary decided to tackle me into the ditch on the far side of the road to save my life. And, well, we laid there for probably three or four minutes, and finally the car went by. 
So that was our. Um, what else did you do in the ditch, Pat? Oh, oh. Um, I don't know that that's any of your concern, Mike Henderson. <laughs> Listen, you can't hide money. You're studying overseas, living in England. I yeah. mean, come on. But now, you guys, we just took the kids over to Scotland. I'd love to go back to Scotland again. And, uh, you know, you guys both should go to Scotland because your ancestors, I found your coat of arms for crying out loud, the Anderson coat of arms. You all were a major clan in the uh, battles of Scotland. Don't say I was in the clan. (laughs) (laughs) You were in the Scottish clans. Both of you, the Anderson clan was very uh, prominent uh, in in the Battle of Culloden, which is a major. uh, But we didn't do well in the battle. Well, no. Uh, unfortunately, the Scots um, got a little rowdy on the flank and uh, decided to just go start mauling British people and opened up the entire right yeah. flank of the um, of the Scottish army. And then the cavalry came. No, actually, it would have been the British dragoons came in and uh, laid waste to the Scottish clans. And Bonnie Prince Charlie had to flee. That's a story for another day. So, <laughs> thanks for your thanks for the history lesson. Well, man. I'm here for you. So anyway, that's it for this week. It's going to be a great week in football again. Thank you for turning in, tuning in. And for Carson Jones, Lewis Anderson, Mike Anderson, my name's Pat Pohl. Chime in on social media. Thanks to the Bandettes. Thanks to Carolina Sports Studios. Mike Anderson has something he'd like to say. No, he's good. He's quiet tonight. That's it. We will see you guys next time for the, uh, for the next iteration. Thank you to the Bandettes. Love you more.